You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. Today's message is from Senior Pastor Stephen Street. So things haven't turned out the way you had hoped in 2023. I mean, if you're real with yourself, it wasn't the year you had anticipated, maybe even prayed for. And here we are, 2024. Will you say that with me? 2024. Who would have ever thought we would be saying that? 2024. It's here. And yet, from the very first day of a brand new year, there's tragedy, there's war, there's terrorism, there's shootings. Seems like, man, it's just a repeat of 2023. Is it going to be the same thing, Lord? And we continue our swiping and our scrolling, and we see all the negativity, the strife, and the surreal reality that not everybody looks like that. Not everybody lives like that. Is the world really broken? And we remind ourselves, I just need to look up. I need to look up and see that God is moving, that He's great, He's grand, He's wonderful. I need to remember that just a few weeks ago, not even a few weeks ago, we celebrated the most unusual, strange occurrence. God chose a strange way to save the world. It wasn't bombastic. It wasn't grandiose. It was unexpected, though it was predicted. It was simple. It came with no fanfare. It came into this world as a, as a baby, as an infant, through a mother's womb. And no matter how you define yourself or what you say, you also came from a mother's womb. You can't deny that. You were born of a woman. But before you were born from that woman, it was he who created you and formed you and knit you in your mother's womb. Was it easy for Jesus entering into our world like that? God leaving his, earthly, his heavenly throne and pinching, pitching his earthly tent here to live amongst us? Was it easy? No. Is it easy for you? No. And if it has been easy, get ready because it's not always going to be easy. You see, I have found the more in touch and in tune I am with God, the more I seek first his kingdom, the more I open that door to him, the tougher life could be. The criticism happens. People mock me. People say negative things about me. And yet Jesus reminds us, rejoice when people do that. Give thanks when people do that because they did that to me. And they did that to all those before you that believed. Because that's human nature, folks. For people to want to put down and persecute and and hurt. But you see, that doesn't come from God. That comes from that world 
the culture that we continue to be mesmerized by, drawn into. I want you to understand that the culture will continue to bait you, bait you to cross the line, to take your eyes off the truth and what's good and holy and sacred. The culture preaches. You think I preach? The culture preaches too. And the culture's voice is very, very loud. God's voice many times is very still and small. And yet, as my son S.J. reminded me, as he was attending the Passion Conference with thousands of other young people from 72 different countries, that the most holy moment that he experienced wasn't the huge ban and the, the smoke and all that. It was when there was one worship leader with one instrument leading those thousands of young people in a worship song. The song is called Revelation Song. And they began to sing, and he backed away from the microphone. He stopped playing, and they were one, worshiping together in unity. And my son and several others, his friends, thanks to some generous folks in this community, was able to go and be a part of that and witness that. And then when he came home, you know what he told me? He said, Dad, I feel so blessed. He said, every Sunday at Misty Creek, it's a mini passion. That's what he said. He said, I wish I could be there every Sunday. But he's away at college. He left. It was yesterday, wasn't it? Gosh. It was hard for this dad to watch him pull off in a vehicle that uses too much gas. And then he said this, too. Same night he came home. He said, Dad, he said, we have a mini passion every Sunday evening with our youth group. He said, I feel the presence of the most holy God in the most simple of ways. And that says something, doesn't it, folks? It's time for us to look up, to see where God is moving and how he's acting. And we join him. We join in his efforts to make this world a better place. You see, God is the God of new beginnings. Our God brings new mercies, new compassions every single morning. Not just once a year or at the beginning of a new year, but every single day His mercies are new. And we join Him in what He's doing. This past year and the last few years have been very difficult for us. This past year for many of you has been the saddest year of your life. And you're still struggling to begin a new year. Thinking about what you lost and who you lost in the previous year. But you want to know something? We're still here. We're here and we're breathing and we're together. And that's what makes this such a special, sacred place. We long to worship together. We long to embrace each other. We long to support each other. That's the body of Christ. And there's still a place for you to show up at somebody's house and deliver them some chicken noodle soup. 
or actually pick up the phone and call somebody, actually go to the hospital and visit somebody, actually go to an assisted living or independent living center or a nursing home and share the love of God, maybe through caroling or just going to be an empathetic presence. Some of us are fighting pain right now. Some of us are in some discomfort. Some of us are watching online because we're sick and can't hardly get out of the bed. There's even one watching us right now who's in the hospital just a couple of miles down the road from us. But yet, he's watching us from the bed on his phone. Steve Alvarez, hey. John and Anastasia, hello. You see, our God is here with us. Whether we're grieving, sad, sick, lost, or celebrating, whatever the reason, He's always with us, and we're not alone. He is the God of new creations. And He's saying to you right now, Behold, I make all things new, and I can restore you, and it can begin right now. You don't have to have a repeat of last year. It doesn't have to be Groundhog Day all over for you. We can do this together. You and I, as what He's saying to you. This is what the Lord says in Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. He said, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through those troubled waters, I will be with you, and the waves will not overtake you. And when you pass through the fire, I'll be with you, and those flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, the Holy One of Sandy Springs, the Holy One of Roswell, the Holy One of all creation. The universe is with us, and He knows us. The Lord continues in Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. He says, forget the former things. He says that. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland, but you won't see it if you're constantly swiping and scrolling and looking down. If your priority is to make yourself feel good, and to be entertained, and to fill your time with wasteless noise, then you're going to miss out on the new thing that I'm doing. We don't want to miss out on that, do we, folks? This is such wisdom from Isaiah and from Philippians we heard earlier when Lori read to us. Such wisdom as we begin 2024. God is with you to face down your fears by faith. God is with you in your doubts. God is with you even when you don't feel his presence. I learned that lesson from a young lady that works at Krispy Kreme. She said, Stephen, he's with you even when you don't feel his presence. That's more on us than it is on him. Sometimes we walk away. We ignore him, but he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Believe me, he's near. Christ is our living hope. He lives through you and me. And so today, folks, I want us as a church not to look back, but to look forward. 
Don't look back, but look forward. Don't look down, but look up. Today you're going to receive two things. And I, 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 this year is going to be the year of application. And you wonder what that might mean. Everything that we do here at Mystic Creek has a purpose. And that purpose is to seek first the kingdom of God, to be kingdom builders. Again, to join God in what He's doing and to stay in step with Him and not get ahead or behind Him, but to stay in step with Him. You're going to see a lot of things happen over this next year. Physically on this campus, you'll see some changes. Hallelujah, we'll have bathrooms on this level not too long from now. Other things will be happening but as Jeff reminded us in his prayer, God's going to do a mighty work in your lives. And we're going to kick that off today through this 21 days of prayer and fasting. So what if we begin this year with repentance, prayer, and fasting? Realigning our minds and hearts and lives according to the things that matter most. Things that matter for the kingdom. Well, that would be a New Year's revolution, wouldn't it? A revolution. So I told you you're going to get two things. One thing you're going to get is this 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting Guide. It's a devotion book. Everybody here gets one, okay? And in this, each day, starting today, you'll have a scripture and a challenge. It might be some form of fasting that you do here. You're going to get one of these. Please get them. Please do this. Let's do this together. Let's make a commitment to do this guide together. And we'll end on January 27th. Guess what? We're beginning it with our last meal, the Last Supper. We'll end it with our first meal, the Last Supper, on the 27th. How special is that? So I hope you'll take that. And then the next thing is something that we did the very first year we were in this building. You've got a little sheet of paper similar to this. This is even better than that. We're advanced now. There are a series of questions on here. We want you today. We don't want you to get home and lose it and forget about it today before you leave. You'll get one of these in the welcome area, welcome center out there. You'll get your, your fasting and prayer guide there. You'll get one of these. There are like 200 pins back there. You'll take this. You can go downstairs, use a table down there. You can, you can do it in here if you want to. Before you leave today, we want you to answer the questions that are on here. No one will see these but you and God. And then you're going to take it. You're going to fold it like this. There's an envelope. You're going to put it in that envelope. You're going to write your mailing address on it. Not my address, not the church address. Your mailing address on it. There is a black box back there. It's the same box that you put your offering in on occasion. You're going to put it in that black box. You're going to do it today. You're not going to wait the next week. And guess what? We're going to keep those under lock and key for the entire year. And we're going to mail them to you at the end of 2024. Remember that, Kirsten, when we did that? You were one of the few that responded that you got yours and that you held true to most of those. I say most because, folks, when I did this, I failed miserably at it. When I got it back in the mail, I was like, oh, gosh. Man, I don't think I did one of these. So when you do this, don't rush through it thinking, well, I want, I want to get over to Newt's, or I want to get over to Roaster's, or I want to, go, I want to get over to lunch. Don't rush, okay? Because remember, you're supposed to be fasting anyway. 
complete this. And I want to explain a few bits about that. I'm not going to take a long time to do this. I don't even know if we... Well, typically during the season of Lent, which begins February 14th, y'all, that's right around the corner. That's just a little more than a month and away. We start the season of Lent, the 40 days before Easter. So that's why you see Lent. Usually it's those days of Lent that we do fasting. You're only going to do 21 days instead of 40, but we may do 40. And that might, some of those things you just saw up there might be some of the things that you fast from. This is not a fast that you stop eating. Matter of fact, I discourage you from doing that. You need to eat. You need to nurse your body. I'm going to be honest with you. In the New Testament, there is very little about fasting from food. Matter of fact, when you read about Jesus, what is Jesus doing most of the time when he's ministering? He's around food and he's eating. So just keep that in mind. It was Daniel in the Old Testament that did this 21-day fasting thing, okay? And most of the time when people were fasting, it was, look at me, I'm fasting, I'm emaciated, I'm losing all this weight. So you're supposed to be holier than everybody because you're not eating. Instead, you're showing off. Look at me. We encourage you to do a soul fast, okay? And what is a soul fast? That means you... Stop doing. Give up anything that wastes time and money. Again, swiping and scrolling, watching, binging Netflix, going through the drive-thru at Starbucks four and five times a week. Some of you are like, I do it seven times, Stephen. Whatever. And replace that with leaning more and more into God through prayer and scripture reading, devotion time, a really amazing thing that you could do is join one of our Bible studies or small groups or our power hour of prayer. That would be a way of fasting, of taking that hour and a half, two hours that you normally spend doing whatever, and you're going to be in fellowship and you're going to grow in your faith. And there's a lot of ways to do that. And you've probably read most of that as I'm talking. It's a way to practice self-denial, to build a better relationship with God. And to realize that food should not be our most important desire. But most of us, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, those are the three main things we think about. But instead, God should be our most important desire, not just three meals a day. Let's keep going, Maestro. Eric, you like your new name, designation, Maestro? So Scripture tells us he must increase, but I must decrease. Removing all that stuff out of the way. That keeps me from reaching my full potential. And if we do this together in unison, together as a family of faith, I promise you that God will awaken us from our slumber. And the empty seats that you see, which I'm shocked we have this many today, will be filled because people hunger and thirst for His righteousness. And they know when they enter onto this campus and they come through their spiritual doors, right, Pamela Menifee? They come through their spiritual doors that they encounter the true, authentic presence of the Holy Spirit. And they're not just changed, which is a good thing. They're transformed more and more into the likeness of Christ. That's what a true fast is all about. And you may find at the end of that 21 days that you continue that discipline the rest of of your life. Last year when we started the 21 day prayer and fasting, I'm not going to be specific what I did, but I'm still doing some of the things that I started over a year ago. 
And God has done a magnificent work in my own life. That video is just an example of what God does. When we move out of the way, we let go and we let God do what God does. We get out of the way. Let's keep going. I think we're about here. But how? A good fast is balanced. Give something up, you give something back. You commit to a time of prayer, solitude daily that includes discernment for how you will support the mission of Mystic Creek. And what is our mission? Love God. Love people. Make disciples. It's that simple. But love God first with everything that we are. Keep going, Maestro. I'm not going to go through all of that, but you, this is a tough one for me. But I'm giving up social media for 21 days except for posting my devotions. And that's hard for me because I'm like a lot of you teenagers out there. I like to watch those funny TikTok videos and stuff. I'm giving that up. Waste time. It's, 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 it does nothing for me. I'm not going to do it anymore for at least 21 days. Um, all that other stuff, I'm not sure about the sweets yet. Y'all know how I love sweets, and I know you do too. But you see, when you give up sweets and you give up this and that, that's more for your benefit. You know, oh, I, I, during this 21 days, I can lose some weight. Don't let that be the focus. During this 21 days, I want to have such an intimacy, such an encounter, not an experience, such an encounter with God that I will be radically transformed more and more like him. Become like him. These questions on here, what is something you would like to do for someone in 2024? What is one goal you have for yourself in 2024? What is something you want to learn in 2024? What do you want to accomplish for God in 2024? How will you become more involved at Mystic Creek in 2024? What will you do in 2024 to grow in your faith walk? Those are the questions that you'll answer today. I think that's all of them, Maestro. You've had time to read all those, hopefully. Did you see that when young people turn your homework in on time? I thought you'd get a kick out of that one. Good luck. You know, it's Epiphany, and I would be remiss if I didn't say something about Epiphany. Epiphany is a reminder that God is making all things new. It's also when we... Recognize and remember the visit of the Magi, the astrologers, the wise men that we believe were kings, high notoriety because of the gifts they brought to Jesus, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you know the old joke I tell this every year about the kid during the children's sermon when I asked what were the gifts that the wise men brought, and one little girl said, gold. And the other one said, uh, frankincense. And then this little boy said, meth. Didn't bring meth. Okay, gold, frankincense, and myrrh were the things that were brought. But as one preschooler told me years ago when I asked, what's the greatest gift that we could ever give to the king of kings? The little preschooler said, our hearts. The wise men bowed before the king of kings. Not only gave these expensive and unique gifts, but they paid him homage and they gave their hearts to him. He was a little boy at this point, in a house at this point. I know that just messes up your little nativity scene that you have with your wise men. But you can have your nativity scene still out, and now you can put your wise men out. But today, 
The gifts that we've been offered are the gifts of his broken body and his shed blood. Realizing that it's because of his broken body and his shed blood that we are made whole. That he takes our brokenness, he takes our pain, he takes our sin, and he soaks all of, it, all of it up into himself on that cross. All the pain and the sin of the world, he takes it upon himself. That little baby that we celebrated, now a grown man, gives the greatest gift humankind will ever know. That's to sacrifice himself so that we could have the greatest gift of eternal life. And for those of us who've lost loved ones, this new year presents some uncertainty and some loneliness. Let's know, as my wife commented when we were singing Silent Night right up here, I'll never forget Terry playing that introduction on the violin if you were here for the night of Christmas worship. My goodness. If you missed that service, whew, go back and watch it. We're singing Silent Night, night of Christmas worship, and on Christmas Eve, and we got the little ensemble up here. Boy, that's a little ensemble, but they sounded like 50 people. It was amazing. And got to that part, you know, Silent Night, Holy Night, all is come, all is bright. That's beautiful. But we got to that part. What is it, Karen? Heavenly host, heavenly host, sing hallelujah. The heavenly host are those who've gone on before us. And when Karen was singing that, I, I noticed something different about her. She felt the presence of her daddy with her at that moment. Folks, isn't that beautiful? To know even those that we lose here earthly are with us surrounding us, present with us. And that's the beauty of Jesus Christ. He said, I never leave you. I never forsake you. I'll always be with you. And the way he's with us is the same way that your loved ones are with you in many respects, in your heart, in your memories, in your mind. I want you to hold fast to that and know that he is with us right now through this body. And when we hug each other and we look at each other and we serve each other and we visit each other and we care for each other, that's Christ. That's Him alive through you and in the lives of others. So that's the gift we come and observe today. So on the night in which He was to be betrayed, Jesus had a meal with His disciples. He gave thanks to His Father. And He took the bread and He broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take, eat as often as you can in remembrance of me. And likewise, he took the cup of salvation, the blood of the new covenant. And he said, this is my blood, which is poured out for you, for all, for the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins. It was a price, folks. It cost him his blood. He shed his blood for you. But as the psalmist reminds us that he formed us and created us in the depths of the earth, our lifeless bodies, he formed us, and he put his essence inside of us. And as Greta Emling reminds us at Power Hour and prayer sometimes, his blood flows freely through each of us. Let that sink in just for a moment to know that you have 
God's DNA. You're created in His likeness and His image. And you are a child of the Most High God. Let's pray. Almighty God, we ask that Your presence be with us today. This first Sunday of the new year, January 7th, 2024, it's hard to believe we're here. And we now ask for your spirit to descend upon this bread and this juice. Make them be representative of your son's body and blood. That we would be the body of Christ redeemed by his blood sent forth into the world to serve, to seek, to find, and to be willing vessels of your Holy Spirit. Pray this in the almighty name of your Son, Jesus, and all God's people said. We hope you were inspired by today's message. For more sermons from Misty Creek Community Church, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can also watch videos of our sermons and complete services on the Misty Creek Community Church YouTube channel. And while you're there, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. For more information about our church, including our mission, location, service times, and more, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. God bless you, and thank you for listening.